First Issue Club, it's back. We're here. Did you think it went anywhere? How would you know it's Wednesday? Do you feel warm in your heart when you hear our voices? I, I imagine you do. <laughs> we got another episode for you. Chock full of goodies. You earned it. The week repeated, seven days happened, yeah. and here we are again. Tuesday was one of the days in there. Yeah. Or maybe you're waiting in your car to see how we review things, so you know what to go buy. Before you go into your shop. Before you go into comics. Before you go buy last week's comics. That's how dedicated our fans are. They well, wait a whole week. Yeah, and some of them, you know, they're going to be there still. You should wait until they become movies and then buy them for $100. <laughs> go directly to eBay. That's where you should always buy your comic books. That's the best way. That's the eBay. way a lot of people seem to be handling their comic collection <laughs> lately. Actually, I mean, in theory, you'd save money if you never bought. <laughs> I guess you're right. You every, only bought the hits. You only bought the hits when they became movies. <laughs> I only buy CDs if it's the greatest hits collection. This is not a music podcast. This is a comic book podcast where we discuss first issue comics. They're the onboarding point into this crazy universe of fantasy. E- yes, in realism at times. Yeah, sometimes realism. Realistic fantasy. Less often so, but yes, that's correct. (laughs) We got a lot of great content on the show. First issue-wise, we're going to be talking about The Good Asian, Jenny Zero, Heroes Reborn, Eve, Eden. So many first issues. Too many. many. I think we even left some off. There's so many. Oh, yeah. Eden is a one-shot. It's a one-shot. It's on Aftershock. We'll see if we have time for that. <laughs> we may have to kick it to the Patreon. Maybe oh, we'll, maybe yeah. it'll go on the Patreon. We're not even getting to Walesville, uh, the Bad Idea comic number one. By one of our favorite writers, Matt Kent. Oh, yeah. And this is my plea. Every episode, we mention bad ideas. Please put your stuff on the internet so I can read it digitally. <laughs> Before we get into our comics this week, we're going to be talking about Batman 108 and the first appearance of Miracle Molly. Sweet Tooth had a trailer drop. But first, let's get into the big stuff, some MCU announcements. I think you're talking about the video that dropped on Monday. That tells you all the timeline for the next two years. Yes. So we finally got a definitive timeline from Marvel. What? I'm just curious. What other thing would I have been talking about? I don't know. I was. I thought I was about to be quizzed <laughs> on generic MCU <laughs> things, so I was just prepared for whatever was going to come out of your uh, brain at the moment. Nope, yep, the the thing that's uh, happening, ever we're talking about. I didn't see this video, so prepare for live reactions to you guys maybe telling me dates and things. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the date's so are, exciting. <laughs> right. No, I mean, what we got from the video was, uh, finally we got a little bit of Eternals footage. The Eternals have been vacant from the internet since it has been announced that a movie was coming. Right. We've gotten leaks of toys and posters and whatnot of what the characters look like, but now we have definitive footage. Still no trailer, so hopefully in the next month or so we'll get a trailer. We got a name for the Black Panther movie. Yep. It's going to be called Black Panther Wakanda. WandaVision? Oh, w- yeah. Wakanda Forever. <laughs> Wakanda Forever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, Close. It was a success, and they're leaning into it. <laughs> and then um, the Captain Marvel two, it's going to be called the Marvels. Oh man, okay. And so the S is Miss Marvels uh, logo at the end of Marvels. Oh no, kidding. Yes, and so it's the two of them. And well, and Spectrum, her symbols in the middle of the A, which wow. is the character from the WandaVision TV show. So. They're all three going to be in there, which is going to be great because they're all in their own right Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. yeah. So that'll be really fun. Speculation is, is that Blue Marvel will show up in the Captain Marvel sequel, which is a character that people have been clamoring 
to uh, be thrown to the MCU. Why are they clamoring for Blue Marvel? <laughs> Out of all the characters to clamor for, he's, that's the one. He's kind of like uh, the MCU Superman. Yeah. Do we need more of that? Yeah, I'm not sure we need more of that. Black Widow finally got a date, or do we know that date? <laughs> yeah, the date's like in June still. So <laughs> so hopefully. Fingers crossed, they right? They just need to put it on NBC after SNL oh, one God, day. Yeah. Just get it over with. Yep. This is like solidifies for me that something... Like, so important is happening in Black Widow that they just want it to happen in this order for a reason. Oh, do you think that? I I think that they know it's going to be a bad movie and they want to, like, place it in the right time for, like, to still make money. You think it's going to be bad? Like, I thought Wonder Woman 84 was going to be amazing and oh. mm-hmm. people shit all over that movie. Is this the same director or crew? No, or but it's like, it just seems like the same level of hype. I don't mm-hmm. know. So maybe. Who knows? They're two completely different things, though. You're right. right you're right. Marvel I'm, handles their biz a little differently. Black right. Black Widow looks good from the trailer. It looks really good. I think Black Widow's going to be fine. I think we're going to find out that Black Widow did not die. Because uh, I think the other woman in the Black Widow movie is very good at uh, disguising disguising. stuff. Yeah. So we're going to find out that Scarlett Johansson is actually still alive. Anyway, basically what this was was a hype video for all their new movies coming out. Okay. They finally said that Fantastic Four is... Like, yep. for real, coming out in 2023. So With Galactus. Who fucking knows? <laughs> I assume. I don't believe anything they tell me is, like, for sure going to happen three years from now. Because it, it'll change. Because yeah. the pandemic has taught us that things can be shifted around. Besides the pandemic, they got pretty close last time they did something like this. Did so, they? Mm-hmm. I feel like any announcements, I'm always just like, remember when they announced an Inhumans movie? And we got a TV show yeah, instead. A TV oh, show, horseshit yeah. TV show. I haven't even watched it yet, so I can't even say one way or the other. Okay. It looked terrible. Do you guys know anything about, I think it's Lucy Wen, like had a first appearance in Black Widow 6 Yeah, a week or so ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that book's, the A cover's selling for like- 25 bucks. $25 still. As we're recording this, it's like two weeks later. Do we know that character's going to show up in a movie or something? No. No, it's just like some new character that it's a new modern appearance and yeah, this is I, the new landscape <laughs> yeah, that you're existing right. in. So let's get into this then. I think this 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 seeds this into Batman one oh eight a little bit. But like when Marvel does a new character and it's mid run, mm-hmm. it t- it tends to spec. So like Daredevil has that going on for it, even though it's technically not a new character, it's just a new person wearing the Daredevil suit. <laughs> so James Tunyon in Batman 108 has the actual first appearance of Miracle Molly. Um, Cameo was in 106. But this comic book comes out, and there's also a bunch of other new appearances as well, mm-hmm. uh, which people come to find out. But this is one I can think of like five in the last year that Tunyon has made. And at some point, I wonder if he's like cementing his legacy or he's just like. This is how he's rejuvenating the comic book industry. I believe he's a genuinely good person and is not just driving spec for spec mm-hmm. stuff. I Proof is in that this, his stories are really good. Um, but it is a little bit crazy to have so many. Like, I think this is even partially the storyline of, like, Ghost Killer. Uh, who's the guy that wears... Ghostmaker. The-, the last issue they did with a support story, they introduced, like, five new characters. Mm-hmm. Kid Kawhi like, was one Kid of Kawhi, them. If yeah. you invent the character... You can do whatever you want with them. Like, I'm sure they're just like, you can't kill Joker. You can't do anything with Two-Face. Like, those are, like, legacy characters. So their trajectories kind of seem... Did he make Clown Killer, too? Yeah. (laughs) And Punchline. Yeah. 
Um, so he was just like, well, I want a lot of pieces to play with, so yeah. I'm going to have to just create them. I love it. I mean, I, so Miracle Molly, people were shitting on it, and I, I think that Miracle Molly itself, the character, mm-hmm. is not necessarily supposed to be the entity. I think it's the entity of, I forgot what the name of that team is. The Unsanity Collective. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually the interesting part. Good, th- good job on remembering Ooh. that, yeah. I love this Batman run. Yeah. Batman is actually undercover looking at the Unsanity Squad. We'll get into that on the Patreon if you want to hear more about us covering yeah, that issue a little bit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, modern spec, a lot of new characters. If you're going into your shop to grab new things, these are the books to get, I guess, if you care about. I think Batman 108 was just pre-ordered so much based off the punchline hype mm-hmm. that it, that book's just not going to be worth anything for, no, the ne- for the next five years. There's a, no, because there's a million effing copies. It doesn't matter. There's, there's actually tons of copies. There's 200,000 ordered. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, and that's yeah. just cover A and B. Right. So who knows of retailer exclusives and all that. I mean, they sent this like press release two months in advance of just like, we have a new character coming to Batman and nothing will be the same. And it says it on the like cover, like, meet Miracle Molly. <laughs> right. So you kind of know that um, it's not going to be too specky. Right. So this week, I don't even know if we should talk about this, but James Tunyon, he also had Something's Killing the Children 16, mm-hmm. which ordered at 150000 uh, and then, which for a small independent, that's huge. That is gigantic. A small independent, which is very mid-run too. Like mm-hmm. you're way into the series, right? Uh, and then Wind came back, mm-hmm. um, returning that that series or whatever, yep. a, a book that we liked. Uh, so I mean, he the stuff that he's doing is just insane. It's crazy. It's like it's basically like there's two worlds of comic books. There's the comic books that he's writing, and then the comic books he's not. <laughs> He also has like a horror book coming out on DC, which looks fucking good. Yeah, and it's funny that DC's like, "Hey, you know all like the cool indie books you're writing? Write those here. Just you write can those do here. them here. Yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever you want." All right. Tunyon and Al Ewing are ruling the comic book world. Oh yeah. Each of them has like five books out. Well, it's funny because then it's like Jason Aaron writes Heroes Reborn, and everybody's like, "It's like Eminem. We forgot about him." Or Dr. Dre, sorry. <laughs> Either one. I've forgotten about both. Yeah. Jason Aaron is Dr. Dre. We forgot about him. He's thinking he's going to have a comeback album. Well, I mean, you mentioned Hero- Heroes Reborn, so let's just dip into it a little bit. Yes. Okay. Heroes Reborn is James Aaron. It is out on Marvel. It's a one in seven. It will be a whole event. Written by... <laughs> Say James Aaron. Did I say James Aaron? It's his proper name, James Aaron. (laughs) Hey, James James Jason Aaron. Drawn by Ed McGinnis, (laughs) the legend Ed McGinnis. Yes, Uh, this is going to be a whole event, and the you you have this on the notes here, so this is good. But I did I did the research as well, and this was a event. Did you did you know this that it was also that it existed in the nineties? Yes. Mm -hmm. And the attempt was to get Jim Lee and Rob Layfield coming back from Image in their own independent stuff, doing doing a little foray back on Marvel, mm-hmm. the Image way, I guess. So you know that um, kind of meme picture of Captain America with like the huge chest and the small waist and the big biceps? Oh, yeah. That's what this is from. Okay. That's from Heroes Reborn. Okay. That's crazy. So they let it go 
and it started being late and it tanked and it didn't do anything for sales it didn't help the 90s slump that marvel was in marvel was the weak the weak boy the runt in the 90s yeah well everyone was everyone was hurt in the 90s marvel the most <laughs> and uh so now they're bringing it back and um yeah i mean so Tell me more about this. So Heroes Reborn it was just like kind of a elseworldy alternative take on what was happening in the Marvel Universe, which Marvel loves to do because that way they can play with their characters a little bit more without fucking up the main timeline. Uh, this new Heroes Reborn 2021 uh, follows in the same footsteps. It, it is a world where the Avengers never existed. It's where Tony Stark didn't get shrapnel in the heart. Thor is an atheist who likes to drink, drink alcohol and, yeah. and uh, on and on and on. This book, as a Marvel head, was fucking confusing. (laughs) (laughs) And because they they gave little to no setup and they just kind of threw you into what was happening. uh, One of the craziest things about this, which you left off, is who is leading us through this story and the only person that knows the Avengers? Uh, Blade. Yes. Yeah, Blade is trying to piece together what happened in the world that he is living in uh, where the Avengers didn't exist, but he knows for sure that they did exist. Do you think that this is Jason Aaron's attempt to actually bring all the vampire work that he was doing in Avengers to fruition? <laughs> I don't think there's even vampires in this uh, Heroes Reborn. There's like a little line of just like... Yeah, there's no vampires. There's no vampires, so what am I going to do? I think it's just a fun event that Marvel wants to do to tie into some old stuff. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I, I hope it turns out to be fun because this first issue was a little clunky. Uh, for me to kind of get my head around. Um, the main reason I'm going to pick up some of these issues is the fucking covers to these books are baller. The the card covers? The 90s card covers? Yeah, so yeah. there's like some that are like card covers. Uh, Art Germ has done a few, and I love Art Germ covers. They're great. I have a sneaking suspicion, which I can probably back up with stats. When Marvel knows an event is not going to be good, they double down on covers so people buy them. The covers were insane, and there's a lot of event books that are going to happen that'll look like first appearances of characters that don't matter. Mm -hmm. Like there's the alternative version to like Miles and all of that. Mm -hmm. I forgot what the name of that book is, but it looks like a bunch of first appearances of new kids. (laughs) Yeah. They they have their take on the champions. There's one book called Peter Parker, the amazing shutterbug (laughs) where he's like an actual journalist who takes pictures. And um, I mean, it sounds fun from the premise. Hopefully they can find their footing and, um, you know, make something out of this. But they already lost you, it appears. Are you going to um, keep on? I'm not going to keep on. There you go. This is not my future state. Okay, so what, one thing that I didn't know is I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. That was Superman. This is Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay, yeah. This is Flash. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, what's going on here? You're talking about the Squadron Supreme. I didn't know this story about them. Yeah, so they are kind of a, a funny little cheeky take on the Justice League being able to be in the Marvel Universe. So they are direct copycats or lampoons of I mean, the, Justice League The characters. version of Wonder Woman, it literally looks like Wonder Woman. Power yeah. Princess, yeah. yeah. Looks exactly like Wonder Woman. Yeah, to princess. a T. Yeah. There's like uh, Owl Man or whatever who's... It's like Nighthawk? Nighthawk, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's just like... Hyperion. It's, yeah. it's, it's very funny and it's supposed to be humorous and if you don't get it, you're irate for no reason. <laughs> so shame on you. <laughs> This is such a copy. I, I, I That's what I saw all day on today on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, man, this is like the freaking Justice League. Well, yeah, dipshit. <laughs> it's supposed to be. Okay, here's the one that, thing. That's, I spent Jason all day Aaron's on- Jason losing his edge, man. Dude, Jason Aaron's ripping off DC. Do you guys see this? Hyperion 
is Superman. Okay, one thing, though, I saw a lot of takes of, like, oh, Thor's an atheist now, an alcoholic. I mean, he believed in Zeus, so it's not like he was a theist, necessarily, like... Oh, now we're getting into it, okay. Right? I mean, I don't know. I just was like, it. it an atheist seemed like a way to just get a ploy to be like, he's a bad boy. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Well, he, he doesn't believe in the gods <laughs> that, that gave him powers. Okay, that's a better way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. He's not wearing Which like is, pe- not wearing like pentagrams and getting like upside down cross <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> do atheists do that? Uh, yeah, more the ones I know. Yeah, <laughs> the people who go out of their way to tell you they're atheists. Yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, check out check out my upside I down. I thought cross. those were Satanists. <laughs> Good point. I, I've confused the term. Atheists, they don't believe in anything, <laughs> including Satan. I'm thinking of like big A atheists on Reddit that are just like. Uh, here's my that's your problem yeah here's my yard (laughs) (laughs) it's filled with upside down crosses Um, so Heroes Reborn if you like Marvel niche things give it a shot uh, or wait for the trade (laughs) Uh, we love Jason Aaron he's a local boy Yes, and we and, love love when he succeeds (laughs) and his lesser known brother James Aaron um, yeah, let's get into some of these other number ones that we had. We, we had a book called The Good Asian. We read a book that was similar to this in that it was an independent book that was about the border crossing um, in some ways. Oh, in, Home? Yes. Yeah. Um, and this book is about the internment camps, but mm-hmm. then it's a crime noir, like detective, yeah. uh, within that, which, although lots of words, very interesting, very well done. Right. I had I had I had to um, walk back my stance on wordy comic books because this one was actually really good. Now yeah. with Home, we kind of got some fantastical elements with the lead character. This seems pretty straightforward of a crime story that could realistically happen in the 30s and 40s with these uh, laws that were enacted in America to keep Asian people out of America for racist reasons, pretty much. Oh, this was the the guy that wrote Infidel. Mm-hmm. originally i didn't realize that yes. okay that's amazing infidel was at that year was that 2018 mm-hmm. we covered well, it yeah we loved it and it got in our top 10 one of the most beloved comics of that year mm-hmm. it was like a, a sleeper and just people went ape shit over it yeah so um totally yeah i didn't realize that check out this comic for sure that's why it's so good this comic is really good yeah it's solid and it, it's not very inviting because it's like the the title and, and and the fact that it's like a detective thing it it seems like oh I know who that's for and it might not be for me yeah but it's a really good story and we're checking out you know it's going to be heavy just by reading the title there we go right. that that's what I was looking it, for it, it requires a big buy-in the assumption that if you're a good one then it, everyone thinks that the rest are bad mm-hmm. right it's so interesting to me this story kind of parallels a lot of conversations happening now with race in America and mm-hmm. how you've got people in minorities that are on police forces that are having to explain themselves to people in their community that say like how could you be on this police force that's doing these sort of things to underrepresented people well and and eerily enough it actually parallels what's happening in the Asian American community with yeah. the Currently. attacks yeah yeah attacks on that community it's yeah. it's 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 almost haunting how similar it is. Yeah, right it, now. it couldn't have been more timely. And I was like, "How did they plan this?" You know, like it. Unfortunately, I don't think they did. It, I think it's just a, a, <laughs> uh, something about well, the world we're living. It in. It also is. I I think it's like um, Asian Pacific American History Month um, mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Might be why it came out. 
I didn't realize this either, but the artist for this is the same person that did Outpost Zero, which is a fucking phenomenal comic. Mm-hmm. So this is a good team. Yeah. Check out The Good Asian. I want to make a prediction. In the next five years, I think we're going to see an increase in noir detective stories through independence. But, I mean, isn't that where they are anyway? Well, this is like a Maltese Falcon, like You're saying black like, and there's white. going to be even more than yes. just criminal. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I yeah. think they're going to see an increase in it because I think it's just a fun way to tell interesting stories yeah i think ed brubaker owned the market mm-hmm. and now yeah. people are going to be like i can do that too yeah i can kind of do what mr Ed's brew doing. yeah rich tomaso has always done yes noirs yeah so we were spot on with the increased in sex positivity books coming out i, yeah. I think the next uh area to explore is noir what do you think about this area of druggy uh superhero fighters like we see in jenny zero <laughs> <laughs> uptick in that greg <laughs> uh, i think it's a tried and true uh storytelling <laughs> device. device that we've seen time and time again actually yeah so uh jenny zero came out on dark horse and um i think the the clear takeaway the clear winner of this book was the artwork was stunning yeah was phenomenal mm. the line work is just insane so magenta king on that was just like insanity. This book is essentially, uh, it's 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 just a superhero. Well, I mean, it has like some family dynamics, but the main plot line is that she's an uh, an alcoholic and and a, a severe drug user, mm-hmm. and with partying and that, and then also trying to get up and like fix the world from being destroyed. Yeah, which is like fine. That's fun to read. Mm-hmm. People were blown away by this book. I think the artwork, it reminded me of like reading Rocket Girl. It was stunning. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It, it is a little disorienting how much drug usage happens in it to the point that I like <laughs> over it. The, over the top or? I liked it. I, it, yeah. it was like, I was like, whoa, okay. Like I, I thought I was reading like a fun kind of kid's book and I was like, oh, you're on Molly? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, interesting. Oh, party with oh, this girl. Okay, let's go. Then she's naked and uncle's coming in and it gets, it's crazy. It's, it, it wasn't bad. I think it's no. also like a limited run too. Yes, this is like a, a five or six issue uh, miniseries. Yeah, and I think that this is a thing. This is a genre that people love, and and frankly can't do enough of is like kaiju stuff. So she's a kaiju mm-hmm. killer. Mm-hmm. In the end, she gets blown up to larger proportions. Mm-hmm. So she's going to truly fight kaiju in the way that Power Rangers fight kaiju right. and, and uh, big girls <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's a it's a fun book if you like drug usage in your uh, stories then tiptoe down here because you might not have you, your Iron Man fix right now. Because he's clean? Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. And you're like, I got to scratch that itch somewhere. <laughs> Where am I going to read my drug stories? <laughs> you just hop on down to Jetty Zero for your <laughs> drug stories. I just, I love the idea that like if 21-year-old Paris Hilton had superpowers, that's like so funny. Does she not? <laughs> she made the world stand still. <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> that's hot she tried to trademark that phrase yeah right? or maybe she successfully what, did, did she successfully i think do she it? might have yeah so kim kardashian somehow did it right though where paris hilton couldn't keep it going yeah it, that's kind of not fair right how do you mean everyone just shat on paris hilton for like a decade but she made it with like a bit she's loaded paris hilton she she knew how she to was already her. loaded <laughs> that is very true you guys heard the little b song on paris hilton I'm Paris Hilton. No. Let's um, not go down that road. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jenny Zero. It's a fun book. Eve. Eve was probably the book that we had the most consensus on to cover. 
this week, I felt like, because it's a boom book. I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, it seemed like it had a lot of hype, and it's an interesting team. The big thing here, I think, for Eve is that it's uh, like a climate book, kind of like a yeah, like a like a climate change, like a wake mm-hmm. up call, in some ways, and attempting to do that in a very entertaining, um, informative way. I really enjoyed kind of the reveal of what the world was and what was happening. Getting that midway through the first issue, and then having it maintain interest throughout mm-hmm. yeah. like there's plenty of unanswered questions still i think a lot of independence where it was like here's my gimmick and i'll spend it at the end of the first issue and you know <laughs> we'll see in the second and then one. we'll see in the second one this one you know gave me gave me an interesting surprise and then kept kept going with something cool i i, I i'll spoil the at least the top half in that we're seeing a girl kind of like run a facility with her father mm-hmm. and then she wakes up in a tank mm-hmm. and has been like living a virtual life for god knows how long and then is like woken up by a robot to say like the world that you thought you knew is different mm-hmm. but it we've been preparing you through simulation for the job you're going to have to do as we can assume one of the last people on earth maybe we don't really mm-hmm. know at this point yeah i think she's Great on a concept she's on the journey back to her father and mother she thinks allegedly that's yeah. what the android says yeah it the android was like very obtuse about that though so it might be like their bodies well it, it's <laughs> funny it's actually kind of brilliant how they did it the the android was just like i can't give you all the information up front because you can't handle it. Your brain can't process everything that I need to tell you. So I've been given explicit instructions to parse out the info so you can digest it, which is good for the comic book because it makes it not one blow your load in the first issue, and it kind of helps you tell the story throughout how many issues you want to do. This is how my parents handled explaining birds and the beast to me. Through comic books or just like no, you've you've been you've been in a bathtub for fifteen years. No, 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 no. (laughs) I got small bits of information from a teddy bear, so they so they wouldn't overload my brain. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So this is a booby. Day one, yeah. This is booby. (laughs) And I said, "What do with booby?" And they said, "We'll tell you tomorrow. You'll find out tomorrow. Your brain will overload this." Pee-pee. <laughs> what pee-pee do, Dada? Ah, 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 Mike, find out tomorrow. <laughs> I never got a bird in the bee talk. Never? Never. Uh, Not for my parents. My stepdad gave me, like, some books, and I was like, you want me to read about this? They were, like, uh, informational, like... Sure. Like Textbooks. Biology. College. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> and then that, that didn't work either. We went to or I went to a Catholic school, and in my eighth grade year, they did, like, a class. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to send a letter out to everyone, just like, we're going to teach a sex ed class. If you don't want your kid to do it, sign this form. My parents are like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you tell them the awkward stuff. We did that in fifth grade. Uh, well, we're Catholic, so we saved is, the eighth. Yeah. Ours is sixth grade. So, you know, but I was I was ahead of my game a little bit. Did you ask any questions in sex ed? I knew them all. They like they were like oh, they were oh like, people were asking you questions yeah they were like hey they said budget king what do people do uh, budget king what name all the STDs oh I got them over here pubic lice chlamydia the clapper 
gonorrhea. <laughs> my was my class was pretty deep, given it was just one class or like one afternoon, mm-hmm. which is not enough. <laughs> but it wasn't just like scare tactics. No, neither was mine. Oh, no, that's good. Uh, yeah, you uh, think in the Midwest that it would just be like scare ours tactics. was. So in Missouri, do you know this? In Missouri, they they legally have to teach abstinence. Oh, I didn't what? know that. Yes, as like a, as like an option, not the only. As the best option for preventing STDs. Yes, for preventing STDs and obviously well, pregnancy as well. Well, logically, that it that technically is the best option. Correct. Yes, you're right. Uh, it's not okay. the <laughs> most fun, but it's the most proven way not to get pregnant is yeah. not to have sex. So they've they've tried to combat this. Actually, it's a big it's a big deal. I think they should. Yeah. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with Eve though. <laughs> We have rabbit hold. Um, here's a let, to get back to Eve. One thing that I found interesting was in the editor's notes, the author says, "Hey, my wife teaches, re and like writes research papers about climate, climate. change, yeah. and I wanted to teach my kid about it. So I was inspired to kind of make this comic book in some ways. If you told me that, I'd be like, Nah, no thanks. Yeah, next. like I don't need that." Uh, but this was the perfect delivery of that. It was like 100% on the nose. Great. My only like oddity was the cover looks a little childish by the android being a teddy bear. Yeah. Um, it kind of looks like a return to like Wonderland type of like thing or whatever. Do you think that's purposeful though? Do you think they're trying to attract a younger audience? Well, I think. No. Uh-uh. I, I think uh, it's a really mature story. Yeah, I think it is too. I think the teddy bear has like adult behaviors that unfold like when its legs shoot out and right, it's like yeah. carrying it it's scary and so, yeah yeah that it's like a little bit ominous so like kind of like a nightmare before christmas type of like thing in some ways um like cute but also like odd but it just the cover didn't accomplish that it looked like i just was like well, this is a book for eight-year-olds mm-hmm. like it from the cover so but ended up being great mm-hmm. i agree i almost thought it was a boom box book same yeah. Which is their, what, kid imprint or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teen, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, teens <laughs> out there reading Boombox if we offended you. If you're 12, you can't read Boombox? <laughs> yeah. Too young. Jeez. Hey, I'm just telling you the brand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we got a lot of other stuff going on the Patreon today. Are we going to get into uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters on the Patreon? Yeah, we can put it there if we want. I think that's a good place to put it there. If you want to hear about that, ooh, little teaser, what happened? on Jabba's way to deliver Carbonite Han to the Hut Man. Uh, Boba's way. Boba was delivering to Jabba, yeah. Oh, to, yes, yeah. I said the Hut. <laughs> you said what happened on Jabba's way. Oh, um, Boba. Boba and Jabba, very... <laughs> yeah, similar names. Similar names. Yeah. <laughs> and Hut and Fett, even. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did we, we had this conversation with us where it was like... Jabba the Fett. <laughs> they, drink, they drink coffee. And say the word coffee. Why can't they have names like Matt and Mike? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Luke. Yeah, there we go. Luke. We did have Luke. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Steve Solo, nice to meet you. Get in the van. Nothing but, yeah, the fucking 12 hobbits in The Hobbit, mm-hmm. that's my biggest gripe. Why? Like, well, because their names were like Furly, Curly, Whirly, Burly. <laughs> what? What Lord of the Rings were you reading? There's not twelve like not names. Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. Right, The oh, Hobbit. Oh, okay. They yeah. had kind of kooky names. They're literally like those are like Furly, Merly, Girly. They, they, they like all sound the same. Listen, I don't remember that. 
Tolkien. You didn't read The Hobbit, obviously. I read, it, I read it enough. And I was like, why couldn't one of them been Dan and one of them been Steve? I don't. It wouldn't taken away from the story at all. It would have been additive. Relatable. Because I could tell the difference between the characters a little more that way. Yeah. I agree. Fix it next time, Tolkien. <laughs> Can't. Dead. Um... <laughs> We've got some solemn news to report on first issue. <laughs> yeah, that's this is big news. It, Legend J.R.R. Tolkien dead, dead, Catholic at, funeral at the age of fourteen. <laughs> Good news, Gary Larson still alive. Oh, creator of Farside. Look it up. <laughs> All right, uh, switch over to the Patreon if you want to hear some uh, Batman 108 stuff. I think that's where we're going to be spending a lot of our time on. We're going to do some tales from the shop. What's been happening from from our shop? Oh, yeah. Okay. Bye. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.